Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into Letterman Row and welcome to another edition of the off-season report with the 40-year vet Tim May on the other side of your screen. Andy Backstrom and myself. Of course, this is presented by Buyers Auto. Fellas. Big day for Ohio State on Tuesday. Big week for Ohio State, really. Uh, the Buckeyes officially three for three, batting 1,000, as Taiwan Malone would say, yeah. uh, in a past life uh, from that uh, impressive recruiting visit weekend from the transfer portal. Uh, already landed Lorenzo Styles Jr. right after the transfer portal visit. Already landed Josh Simmons shortly after that visit. Ten days later, Taiwan Malone now in the class. You hosted three, you rounded up three. The Buckeyes have an impressive haul here in the transfer portal. We broke down what we thought might be the end of the transfer portal cycle last week, but now we're back because former Ole Miss defensive tackle, as I said, Taiwan Malone, six foot four, three hundred five pounds, a run stuffer in the middle, potential pass rush uh, extraordinaire as well, joins the Buckeyes. Uh, has two years of eligibility to play. It is a huge pickup for Ohio State. We're here to talk about it. Tim, what are your first impressions on what this means for the Buckeyes' uh, defensive line and just the roster in general? Going, going, it's gone. Uh, that's my first impression of Taiwan Malone. I mean, that guy ought to be playing baseball, man. I mean, it's crazy uh, watching some of his video just as a baseball player and the the uh, confidence he displays with a bat in his hand. But then number two, when you watch him like hit a home run, the way he runs the bases, I mean, this is no big fat slob coming in here to get into the get into the mix with the hog mollies. This guy's a true athlete, uh, uh, with just with the way you watch him move. Uh, and then on top of that, he seems to have a really good personality. But uh, you know, who cares about all that stuff, right? Can he can he uh, slip gaps? Can he uh, two gap? Which you know, in high school, he did a great job of two gapping. Uh, in college, you know, it's uh, uh, it's a little bit of a different game, but uh, I, I'm I'm quite impressed with this pickup. Whether you know he's whether he's elite or not, elite or not, we're going to find out. But it uh, it sure seems like the path uh, from uh, New Jersey to Ohio State's defense appears to go through Ole Miss uh, recently with the pickup of Davison Igbenosen and now uh, Tywan Malone. I mean he he's quite the impressive character. Andy? Yeah, we've seen a clear shift in transfer portal strategy. We've talked about that a little bit earlier this offseason. But, again, another play here for maybe the long term. We talked about that with Lorenzo Styles Jr. As someone you can plan for the future of maybe not an immediate fix or an immediate impact at the position, but more of a long-term view as, hey, they could come in here and provide depth for this season. If need be, they can come in in a rotational capacity. But next season – when there could be some departures, and you look at that defensive line, you got Mike Hall there, who's already a projected first-round pick. You got Tyleek Williams. Who knows if he would go to the draft as well. And then you got Ty Hamilton as well. So that top three is pretty much set. I don't really think Taiwan Malone is necessarily going to challenge there. Maybe he will. But if those guys leave, if any of them leave, then you have insurance and a backup to come in for next season after that. 
and actually have experience within the program to step in. So I think with the nine scholarship transfers they've added in the spring and in the winter, you're seeing this. It's not just a plug in like there was in the past for Ohio State, the transfer portal, one or two guys, maybe three guys that would be starters immediately. They're actually planning for the future as well with the portal. Well, I, I think that that both things can be true and, and two things can be true at the same time. When Taiwan Malone, I'm not going to discount that he can't come in and compete for a starting spot. I don't think he will start on this defensive line. I think Mike Hall, Tyler Williams, Ty Hamilton, like you said, just too good to to move aside for a guy to come in who's only got 13 career tackles uh, along an Ole Miss defensive line that wasn't overly dominant in the SEC. But I will say that the way Larry Johnson, and I keep saying this, I'm going to keep beating this drum, the way Larry Johnson rotates his defensive linemen, he was rotating defensive linemen last year that that a lot of uh, people that I've talked, or a lot of media, just that we were sitting in the press box, not just at Letterman Road, but around the beat, were like, hey, why is what are they doing right now? And so yeah. you know, if Larry Johnson's willing to rotate some of those guys he was rotating in last year, I have to think that a guy like Taiwan Malone, who's that athletic, is going to come in and immediately be at least a part of the rotation, especially with the way Larry Johnson likes to deploy those two and three units on the interior to keep guys fresh, to keep guys ready for December and, and January, uh, you know, there in September and October. So I do think that, no, will you see him out there on the first snap of the game? No. But will you see him on the third drive of the first quarter on a third down? Who's to say? I, I think probably the answer is yes, because of the rotation that Larry Johnson likes to deploy. Uh, Tim, I, I think that this is a really good piece for the Buckeyes to pick up for that very reason. You looked at this defensive line. You've got those top three, maybe Hero Canoe, maybe Jaden McKenzie, and then maybe a guy like Caden McDonald who's showing up here the next couple weeks here at Ohio State. But there's a lot of maybes in there after those top three. Now you don't really have a maybe. You have Taiwan Malone will be a part of that rotation. Yeah, he'll be a part of it. I mean, you know, he wasn't he wasn't what I'd call, uh, you know, superimposing you know, obviously last year for Ole Miss, I think he, he played in all 13 games. I think he uh, he only had one tackle for loss, for, if I remember the stats I looked at. And uh, and the thing about him is, uh, uh, but, you know, his energy is obvious to anybody. If you watch him, just watch him on video. And he's, uh, and like I said, he's one of those guys, he's pretty good at uh, at stalemating at the line of scrimmage. And, and like I said, playing that two-gap situation where he can go either way, which frees up maybe – another guy, you know, uh, on the interior when he's playing there. And he looks like he could play, you know, in uh, at the nose in the middle. He's a big guy. Uh, he's 315, 320 pounds. He looks like he could play in, inside or he could play that three technique, uh, which is what they, you know, like you just pointed out, the depth maybe they need there from a proven player standpoint. He is a proven player, but, uh, uh, you know, he's not, you know, big daddy Dan Wilkinson walking in, for example, you know, one of the uh, – um, I'm, I'm, I'm digressing deep into uh, my knowledge of Ohio State football and defensive tackles in that regard and guys who were just uh, outstanding from the get-go. But uh, you're right. I mean, he can – he will definitely augment the rotation there. I don't think there's any doubt about that, you know, barring injury. Maybe. Yeah, it looks like he can go speed to power. You know, he's pretty good at – Pushing blockers back, especially at the high school level, is obviously different at the Division One level. Um, plays a pretty good pad level, has strong hands. But again, the pass rushing area is probably where he needs the most work. Just adding some more moves to his repertoire. But the potential is there. Six foot four, over three hundred pounds. 
Definitely a great frame. Can even pursue the backside pretty well with that speed and quick reaction time. So I think he'll come in handy with the rotation, just like Spencer said. Definitely room for growth. Another thing to note, though, is this recruiting just continues even on after guys commit to other schools. I mean, Ohio State was high on Taiwan coming out of high school at Bergen Catholic in New Jersey. Right. He, he chooses Ole Miss. But then here you go again. The recruiting continues when he gets into the portal and you go back and you renew that contact. And, you know, we saw it with Lorenzo Styles Jr. as well. Another player that they were recruiting in high school ends up going to Notre Dame. And now he's on the Ohio State roster as well. So in this day of college football, the recruiting never stops with your own players and it never stops really with players that you once recruited. And then they get to the portal and you're talking to them again. Absolutely. And and I also think that it's worth noting that uh, Tylen Malone ended up at Ole Miss. Who, who is the defensive line coach at Ole Miss? Oh, it's former Ohio State GA who worked under Larry Johnson for two years, Randall Joyner, who worked for Larry Johnson in 2016 and 2017. Like Ohio State may not have been as willing to take Taiwan Malone had he not learned from somebody who teaches the way Larry teaches. And now you, you bring him actually into Larry's room, and he gets to learn not just from a guy who was a GA under Larry Johnson, is really well-respected still in the Ohio State building. Now he comes back to Ohio State – and gets to work with Larry Johnson, who really recruited him hard uh, out of high school. I remember talking to to Burma about this uh, two or three years ago, and it was, hey, you know, this is a guy who Ohio State really likes. The problem is he wants to play baseball. Not a really a problem for Taiwan Malone. He found a place to play baseball, and Andy, you pointed out before we started recording, he won a national championship as yeah. a baseball player at Ole Miss. I can't. Yeah, he'll be the only guy on that na- on that defensive in that defensive line room with the national championship. I'm sorry, but that is. That is cool. Yeah, and, you know, you never. I, I pity the guys who were in that dog pile. Uh, at, you know, there, there in Omaha, who he jumped on because he's a big. Yeah. Guy. But anyway, like, but I digressed him. Uh, I just think that you know that connection to keep it with Larry Johnson for you know a couple years there and to renew that, rekindle that. Uh, you know, two years later, and to come to Ohio State to have the Randall Joiner and Larry Johnson connection to also be from New Jersey, which Ohio State is obviously targeting you know, a lot right now. You look at, they just brought in Jaden Bonsu, uh, the safety um, from over in New Jersey as part of the 2023 class. You've right. got, uh, you know, they went and got Ronnie Hickman and Cody Simon, uh, you know, from from New Jersey. Then you look uh, at Davis and Igbenosin, who's from New Jersey. And, and the Buckeyes are really starting to to capitalize on some, some pushes to get back into the Garden State a little bit. So, you know, that's probably a, a topic for Matt and I to discuss on a recruiting show. But, all of those factors made it almost a no-brainer when Taiwan Malone went into the transfer portal. Hey, you know, they're going to go after this guy. Yeah, and expanding that a little bit, I mean, uh, just on those two guys, Davis and Igbenosin and, uh, and Taiwan Malone, is uh, uh, you're getting these guys after they sort of paid their dues, you know? I mean, they've learned on the fly, so to speak. I mean, Davis and Igbenosin started what? Uh, how many games last year for Ole Miss? As a cornerback, I think it was 11, something of that number. I'm just escaping me right now. But uh, but the bottom line is uh, they learned the good and the bad and the ugly of playing their positions at a high level, in a high-level conference. And uh, Ohio State could be reaping the benefit of that. Uh, we, we saw how Davis and Igbenosin fit, fit into the scheme and the depth chart there quickly. And he did it as much with his approach from a personality standpoint and a uh, I'll show you standpoint uh, as he did 
you know, just from uh, expectations. I mean, he came in with no expectations. He just wanted to prove himself at what he calls the highest level, and he's getting that chance. And uh, and then number two, both of them are moving back uh, to the north where it's a lot cooler, a lot quicker, uh, like they're used to in New Jersey than it was at Ole Miss. But uh, that's another story for another day, I'm sure. Andy? I was looking at his baseball stats. You know, he was an off-the-bench contributor last year for that College World Series team. But still, if you're looking for a guy you're bringing in as a rotational capacity, I don't care which sport it is, which sport it is really. Nine at-bats, two home runs, four RBIs. I mean, that's pretty good production in nine at-bats. And then also on the football field, too, 106 snaps over two years, but 13 tackles, two sacks, two passes defended. If you're bringing in someone who's going to help in that rotation right away, you'd hope that they'd be able to make the most of the limited opportunities they have. And he's already done that in both sports that he's played at Ole Miss. So obviously there's, there's room for improvement there, but encouraging sign if you're Ohio state saying how here's a guy who makes the most of the chances that he gets on the field with the diamond. Let's uh, let's also not forget here just a little, of course, everything comes back to the rivalry fellows. I, I, I can't help but bring it back to the rivalry a little bit. Michigan goes out this off season, hires Chris Partridge, who's a really good recruiter, uh, you know, really uh, took the Wolverines into New Jersey and and got them some really good players, including Rashawn Gary, the number one player in, in his class uh, years back. He was at Ole Miss. And when these defensive guys go in the transfer portal uh, from Ole Miss, you think, hey, maybe they're following Partridge to Michigan and, and Michigan's just going to keep stockpiling weapons. Ohio State goes down to Ole Miss and gets both Davis and Ignacio, who who liked Michigan, uh, you know, vis- I, I can't remember if he visited Michigan or if the visit was canceled. And Tywan Malone, who at the very beginning when he went into the transfer portal, said, hey, maybe maybe he's going to join Partridge up in Michigan. Don't lose that. Don't lose sight of that. Ohio State, uh, you know, landing a couple of guys from there, uh, you know, while their old coach goes up to Michigan. So I, I just think that everything, of course, in this weird, twisted world goes back to uh, November 25th. Uh, and it always seems to do that, Tim. Uh, just yeah. finds its way back into this rivalry. But just a little tidbit to keep in mind as we go over this uh, huge yeah. news that Ohio State has added Taiwan Malone. Yeah, and the point is, what you're making is the small world, and uh, the small world you take a different, different paths. And uh, the thing about both of these guys, which is a telling, is they were both highly sought on the uh, yeah. on their re-recruiting trail. I mean, you know. I think Miami thought they had uh, Taiwan Malone at one point, and and other teams uh, that were after him uh, felt really good about him. But I can see that because he's got a pretty good personality, which is you know, which is which is what I like. And he can make you. It looks like he's the kind of guy that can make whoever he's with feel pretty good about themselves, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know how that goes. But but yeah, I mean, I I think these are both wins, big time wins. Uh, in the in the case of Vic Benoson, uh, I think uh, Taiwan Malone still has a few things to prove. Um, I, I, it's not clear to me whether he's going to have a chance to play baseball at Ohio State. Uh, you, you may know that answer better than I do, uh, but uh, clearly he loves that game also. And we 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 saw how long it took Dewan Jones to kind of get basketball out of his system before he became a uh, a draft pick in the National Football League at uh, right tackle or as a tackle. And I'm not saying that Taiwan, uh, when he's playing, he doesn't give it his 100%. But uh, even he was talking, I saw, I saw an interview with him uh, down at Ole Miss, and he was talking about the shaking the rust off to, to play baseball a year ago and then shaking the rust off of baseball to play football again, getting back into preseason camp and stuff. And you know, he played a lot of baseball uh, in high school in that realm. So uh, 
we'll see if he's dedicated more of his life to just playing football or not. Not that I'm advocating that he should. I think this guy, you know, has Bambino written all over him. <laughs> I mean, he swings a bat like a toothpick. It's pretty crazy. Uh, but, you know, where he's going to probably make his big-time money uh, is down the road is probably going to be as a football player. That's what makes you wonder, Andy. Like, you know, he's he's focused on baseball. You know, New Jersey does a good job of developing talent at football as long as they do it year-round. He's played baseball his entire life. He played baseball yeah. at Ole Miss. He even missed a lot of spring practice. Missed, you know, some practice time at Ole Miss because of baseball. When he locks in on football, you don't know what's going to happen. Larry Johnson always talks about the jump from year two to year three. Well, he missed the spring from year two to year three, but now he gets to, you know, lock in for a summer at Ohio State, lock in for a training camp and and just go into the fall not really thinking about the potential of playing baseball or getting to baseball practice or, you know, taking swings or getting in the cages. You know, I just think that that could do wonders for his football game. And you could see him really start to blossom as a player who probably doesn't have as many reps as he might need because of that that baseball experience as well. Yeah, there's pros and cons to dual sport athletes. I mean, on one hand, like you're saying, you're missing time if you're not participating in spring practice, you're on the baseball field. But on the other hand, there are some skills that transfer from sport to sport. Dewan Jones talked about all the time with some of his quickness that he might not otherwise would have had if he hadn't played basketball as long as he did. You know, if you look at Tuan Malone, you're looking at that quick reaction time that comes with baseball. I think that helps him on the defensive line there. Just the athleticism pops out to me. If you look at his high school tape on huddle, the first play is him lined up outside on offense, split out wide, yeah. basically as an extra tight end, and he's catching a pass downfield along the sideline in coverage. It's not like he's open. It's not some trick play, straight up wide receiver-like ability. And I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be doing that at Ohio State, but that just shows you the athleticism. They frequently lined him up at Bergen Catholic as an extra tight end as a blocker, as a receiver. This guy's very athletic for 6'4", more than 300 pounds. I do think that some of that athleticism comes from baseball, where you can't be way too heavy. You still have to run the base paths. You still have to play in the field, most likely, unless you're a designated hitter. And so I think, you know, a lot of it is transferable, but I agree with you that now if he does just dial in on football, there'll be more potential to just maybe hone in on that craft. Yeah, and I, I give the Bergen Catholic coach credit because he used the not just the best player he had on the field, but the biggest player he had on the field in all kinds of ways. And, uh, you know, obviously it won't be – well, who knows? I mean, I, like I've advocated a long time. I mean, if Ohio State's going to jump in the I formation, instead of putting a glorified tight end back there, put one of those offensive linemen, you know what I mean, or a defensive lineman back there and do something. I mean, this guy has that kind of versatility. He has, like, uh, like Andy was talking about, he has really good feet when you watch him. Uh, he has explosiveness to him. Uh and uh, I, I don't know, There's there are all kinds of ways you can go with a young man like this other than just, hey, get in there at three technique and hit somebody. I would completely agree, and I think that Ohio State uh, hit a home run with this because, I, you know, you've got a couple years now for Tywin Malone to, to prove himself in this defensive line room. you got a couple of defensive linemen who are probably going to be high draft picks at the end of this year. Uh, he could continue that lineage, I think, if he puts his mind to it for a couple years and just focuses on football uh, like he's expected to do. Uh, at Ohio State. I don't think that baseball will be uh, part of his uh, Ohio State experience. Uh, you never know, but I, I would expect him to be a full-time football player from here on out. Buckeye's got a good one. That's that's what I think the consensus is. Uh, we can all agree on that, and we'll just see where it goes from here, but I think at the, the worst-case scenario is you found another rotational piece on a defensive tackle unit that desperately needed it. We'll have full coverage of that at LettermanRow.com. We already have 
the breaking news story, the impact story. Now we've got the video here. Andy Backstrom covering it all for LettermanRow.com. Tim May has done it for 40 years, not at Letterman Row for the entire time, but for the last few. Uh, but, you know, 40-year vet. Make sure you catch all of his coverage at LettermanRow.com. I am Spencer Holbrook. Please come subscribe. It'd be great to have you on the message board, the Letterman Lounge, uh, reading all the stuff, the the breakdowns, the scoops, the, the recruiting news from Matt Parker. We're there 365 days a year covering it for LettermanRow.com. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will see you back for another off-season report soon.